episode of Turtles Corner. Welcome to it. We are going to be running a young podcast series. Uh, I can sit down and use this whole hour to explain to you, or three hours, who knows, we'll see how long this goes. Uh, I could use this whole time to sit and explain to you what we're going to be doing in Turtles Corner, but I think rather we'll discover it together and we'll work through it as we go. So today I am sitting here with my wife Beth. She is a tattoo artist an artist, a painter. Basically, I'm going to let her introduce herself and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, like you said, my name is Beth. Uh, I go by Elizabeth Montes on as far as like the artist sphere and everything like that. Um, tattooing for a little bit. I'm like a, a toddler tattoo artist at the moment. Um, but I've been like drawing and painting for ever not obviously not forever forever in my universe and in my life and everything but it's been you know for a while now like 20 20 something years so you know even then if you're talking about with other artists that have been working that have been drawing for their whole lives but they're 60 it's kind of a different thing yeah so they've, they've got some some time on you but yeah, yeah so exactly you, you've 100%. been putting lots of many decades of work into this yeah and a good amount of hours not as many as you probably could put you know i think with with drawing and stuff it being a skill sort of thing like you it's it's a lot of hours that you should be putting in you know well, I mean, that's that's something that we've, we've had a discussion about a lot in life, uh, well, just in our drives to work and stuff like mm. that, is the fact that um, as someone who draws and stuff, uh, you know, as an artist, uh, someone who draws, someone who sculpts, someone who tattoos yeah. and so on and so forth, um, I'm sure a lot of the time you, you hear people come up to you and they'll go, oh my goodness, that's amazing. I wish I knew how to draw. I wish I was naturally talented yeah. and where it's not always necessarily the case that you're naturally talented it's it's a fact that you've been doing this for yeah. two decades now i think it's i think it's a natural and um, i mean i'll i'll often look at let's say like a really awesome area let's say, oh my god they're so naturally talented i wish that i could be like them whereas um i think it's actually more of a natural inclination so like some people will have more of a natural inclination to for instance gaming you know and they'll do it all the time and they'll be really bloody good at it are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, it's... Awesome. <laughs> good to know. Um, Otherwise, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to step away. <laughs> good, good to know, just for future reference. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a natural inclination to, let's say, for instance, drawing. Um, most of my family members actually are able to draw in some capacity. You know, maybe they're not able to um, fully render a face or something like yeah. that you know, in a realistic fashion or anything, but um, they have a natural, like... Natural. The, yeah, they're able to pick up a pencil They're artistic and, people. Yeah, you know, you can have a general good control over your hand and stuff like that, but even something like that is something that you have to learn. You, you know, 
I have really terrible handwriting, yeah. but I'll tattoo script. Yeah, and you know you what I mean. Get it done, yeah. yeah, exactly. Where so it's something that you have to that you have to just constantly be working at and everything like that. You know, when for me doing um, script, I find it way more stressful than doing a black and grey realistic portrait. Yeah. Um, just due to the fact that I have, you, you know, it's it's intense because I have bad handwriting. So it's something that I really have to focus on. Um, but yeah, I think. Going back to what you were saying with a lot of people coming up to you and being like, oh, wow, you're so good at this. It, you know, it disempowers um, us as humans, I think, telling ourselves, saying like, oh, you're so good at this because you would just, you know. All of a sudden you injected God, this magic. Allah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like something in the universe was like, vroom, 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 you'll have this magical the power. X from Yeah, Papa which Dolls. is like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't, like, and it might just be because um, I want to be able to, like, I want to be good at everything that um, I don't subscribe to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to see someone doing something and think, I can't do that. Yeah, like that is, do yeah, that. like because that's that's a thing, isn't it? It kind of like gives you that excuse almost as a person, like hmm. in your art or whatever. It's yeah. like, oh, I can't do realism, so I'll never do realism. So yeah. I'm not going to bother with yeah. realism. And exactly. it's like, no. Well, the reason you can't do realism is because you've never tried doing realism. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things that you need to fuck up before you can get it right. Like, 100%. you got to love your fuck-ups yeah. along the way. Oh, I saw this really awesome quote today by, um, it was like, not Neil something, and oh my goodness, I'm so bad with names, so I need a, I can't remember what it is, but I saved it. Um, and it was, it was something along the lines of like, um, fail often, fail beautifully, like enjoy those failures. They might have been using the word mistakes, mm -hmm. um, but like, make fucking mistakes make mistakes as often as you can and I don't think that that's necessarily in the way of like I want to do this to fuck it up like I wouldn't say like that's necessarily what it is but you know we tend to put a lot of pressure on um like just anything you know like we tend to put pressure on for instance with me like making art with um uh doing anything maybe like the first time the third time whatever um, and wanting it to be perfect because we've tied our our like self-worth and our ego and stuff to like being good at this so yeah. either I'm good at this like for instance with drawing like if I'm not good at this then it's just not my thing and I don't want to look at that even because um, then it means that like my self-worth is lowered down so like I don't even want to look at that so yeah by tackling the by tackling the mediums or styles that you're not good at uh if if you tackle them, they're going to take your overall rating down or something along. Yeah, exactly. Whereas it's a factor of like, well, now that you've drawn that realism face once, you've you've actually upped your stock because now not yeah. only are you doing the impressionistic stuff, yeah. you're also now implementing some yeah, realism would, or anime or whatever the case may be. Yeah, no, yeah. I would I would definitely say. I mean, I think with tattooing that it is like, um, if we if we're talking about four tattoo artists specifically, um always do it on paper first, like try as much as you can to have those fuck ups off of a human yeah. body, you know, um, if we're talking about with a ta as a tattoo artist, and I think this is why a lot of artists, and this was me myself before tattooing as well, and I'll speak to artists now, and it'll be like, 
oh, I really love art and stuff, but not a fuck am I tattooing because like that's too much pressure. Like that's way too much pressure. That's somebody's body and everything like that. And yeah, it is pressure, but what I like to think of it more is responsibility and responsibility is actually really good. Mm. You know, like as a human being, it's good to take responsibility. Um, I was actually thinking about this like while I was washing my hands today, but um, you know, taking responsibility for your actions and this is something that as a tattoo artist you really have to have because like if you make a mistake it wasn't anyone else it wasn't yeah. oh but that person didn't teach me or like oh this person blah 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 if you take on the project yeah you, our body you should uh, be able to do it yeah our mind is really good at coming up with reasons as to why it's not our fault mm. and we always have to be like wait no hold up you like, have to accept that yeah responsibility. take responsibility for your actions um so yes we have a lot of as a tattoo artist you have a lot of who you know yeah. it's a lot of responsibility that um this person has come to you and been like i'm giving you i'm like you know giving you a part of my body sort of thing that you're gonna mark forever and i'm gonna i'm gonna trust you and trust is a big thing you know like you if somebody gives you your trust, you best you be worthy of it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not a, it's not a little like, oh, whatever. Like, oh, he trusts me. Great. It's a big, it's a big deal. And this isn't in tattooing. This is like with everything, yeah, you know? Yeah, in, in life as a whole. Well, yeah. I mean, something that, uh, something that I put out to, to the viewers of Toxic Turtle as a whole. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I've said many a time in piercing videos, tattooing videos. Yeah. Something that's really, really important is looking up your artists and stuff like that. To, yes. To make sure that you're finding artists that accept this responsibility and take on this responsibility yeah. rather than just finding an artist who's like, oh, I don't have anything better to do, so I'll tattoo. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, um, you know, that's not a good way to go into it. You know, if you don't have anything better to do, then, then draw. Like that's great. You know, if, if you're wanting to have a hobby, um, then rather draw, you know, and that's awesome. Or maybe you want to monetize it and you want to be a full-fledged artist. That's awesome. If you are okay with the idea of, um, okay, I'm going to have my canvas. and Well, if you're wanting this to be the thing, like, okay, I have my canvas. I'm going to paint on it and whatever. And then think, oh, this is rubbish. Shmer, shmer, shmer. Yeah. Scribble on that, like that Pikachu meme sort of thing. Mm. Um, if you're wanting that to be the case, don't tattoo. Yeah. Not yet, at least, until you realize that, like, okay, this is kind of, like, I'm willing to take this responsibility on. Like, I um, I just think that, yeah, as, as a tattoo artist, you really have to realize that this is a big deal. And, look, we are human. We're not machines. 100%. So We're gonna... There's gonna like, be mess-ups and things yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, and you, but you want, to, you want to minimize that to a point that... It's perfection, you know what I mean? Well, and I mean, like, which doesn't that really exist. Repeating, but... repeating to me for years now, mm. and something that I've like, the more I've started getting into, like, I've, for those of you that don't know, I've started stuff. painting a lot more again, I've started drawing a lot more which again. Which is great, and, like, you it's know, a um, great thing to do. So I'm starting to like stimulate that artistic side, and even like, for example, we, with the like children's entertainment industry as mm -hmm. an example as well. We had the, the, the gig where it was pissing down with rain and stuff like that. And even that, like, okay, granted, that's not as much artistry 
in the same realm, but it's still got its own it's things of artistry. Its thing, yeah. But the point that I'm trying to get back in, back to, and the quote that you've that you give that you've given me that I've implemented a lot is artists are problem solvers. Yes. That's what we do. Um, yeah. When you when you're doing art, it's not like. Oh, and then all of a sudden it comes out. It's not yeah, like no. control V and then no, it's a copy 100%. paste kind of thing. It's it's a constant thing of like you pull this line and then that line's got a little wobble there, so you need to fix it up with your shading. And I'm sure like that's something that comes into play with tattooing yeah. and stuff a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think with um, so I think when it comes to again like with doing things on paper first and everything like that. Um, you know, I do like, yeah, 100% creativity and being an artist, like I would say, I would nail it down more to like creativity because that can be in any aspect, you know, and I think anything in one thing can be used in a lot of other things. Um, but yeah, creativity is um, the act of problem solving, you know, it's like mm. math, math problems going on, chong, 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 like, um, when you're when you're taking it down like this is this is like why I fucking love art right because art is a great metaphor for life take art and this can be with everything apply yeah. to everything you know um you you begin with just like this blank canvas sort of thing and that's kind of like being born right you're born it's like oh fuck um we have all of this sort of thing but we need to make something out of it like you're not going to stay a baby forever mm. you're going to be able to lift your head eventually yeah. and your head's going to hide it you know what i mean but mm. What are you going to kind of do with that sort of thing? And that can be a, a little bit pressuring and everything, but you just kind of move on with it. You take your first steps and everything, and you get your composition going with this, like, you know, um, when you're painting it. That's kind of like you're very... I'll, I'll take it to painting, right? Um, it's very loose. It's very rough. So this would it's, be your plotting out of the sketch. Yeah, basically you know, on canvas, like yeah, when you're plotting out just for when, the less artistic. Yeah, part. sorry, when you're <laughs> when you're doing like you're underpainting your sketch, your your rough sketch and everything like that, you're kinda of coming up with the idea and everything. And maybe you've done a couple of like little side sketches Studies in your journal like or something. So you've yeah. got an idea of what your composition yeah, is gonna end so up this, being. Yeah, so I reckon that's kind of like that moment in life where you're figuring it out, you know, you're figuring out you don't know exactly what you're wanting to do, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, this can be any moment in your life. This could be like you've already gone through a full-fledged career and now you're like in your 50s and it's like, well, what do I want to do what now? Next, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it, you, that, this ugly stage doesn't have to be when you're a toddler. You know, it can happen whenever. There's, there's going to be moments like, for instance, pandemic time. Doesn't Black. matter what. Yeah, it doesn't matter what. Yeah, age you're you know, exactly. Should hit the exactly. Fan for everybody. You're yeah. gonna have that ugly stage, but that's okay because we're problem solving, right? We're like mm. we're we're figuring out what are we gonna do to to make this work, sort of thing. So then it it starts like consolidating, and it's a really cool thing when when you're doing a painting. Um, for the people that are listening, like my hands are quite far out right now. But like as you as you kind of like you refine and refine and refine and now all of a sudden you're like seeing let's say a face or something like that if that's what you've chosen to do if that's like your chosen path sort of thing like okay cool i'm gonna like make a face and it's, it's like an incredible thing because it's like all of these random abstract mm. brush strokes and shit and then all of a sudden it's like whoa like i think i see a nose yeah something also, starts coming together yeah, yeah exactly and i mean then you know you, you build and you build and there's actually literally in in the like the painter's world, and this is something I've only figured out in like YouTube videos and stuff like yeah. that. Like I wasn't 
when I was a kid and stuff, I wasn't reading this in books. I wasn't being warned of this stage. So where oftentimes when I was painting when I was younger, I was I would paint and get to the ugly state and be like, I'm a terrible artist. Ruined everything. Yeah, out and... exactly. I'm a terrible artist. Connect it to my um, self-worth. That I'm going to throw that away. Don't want to look at it. I'm going to start another sketch. I'll rather sketch because there's le there's not so yeah. much of an ugly stage. It's like it, it's just a drawing sort of thing, um, which belittles it too much. But you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, in the artist world, there's literally a point in time with like particularly oil paints where, I mean, it depends on how you're going to, how you approach your oil paint. But for the most part, there's literally this point where there's like not a lot of contrast and stuff and it's just very loose and it's literally called the ugly phase yeah. and you just gotta like you gotta push through that ugly phase and like again like how often in life are you gonna end up with those you ugly phases you constantly gotta deal with ugly yeah, phases in 100%. Life. when it's that learning your new job when you when you've mm -hmm. got to start learning new new things in your mm -hmm. new job that you don't really have an idea of what the hell you're doing you got to pick that up yeah uh, for new parents i'm sure that that's an ugly stage that you've got to deal with there because yeah. i mean all of a sudden you got this thing that can't even hold its own head yeah and you know again with the whole thing of perfection we're always trying to be perfect you know we don't want we don't want people to see that ugly face we mm. don't want people to see that we're, we're struggling or anything like that but like trust and believe that this ugly phase is what's going to make the pretty picture yeah you know what i mean like without this ugly phase you ain't you can't that's get not to gonna happen yeah yeah 100 like i um there's i can't remember who said it but there's this this is quite essentially that um you know uh, it's it's like a growth mindset sort of thing of you should be in like in three years time you should be embarrassed of but you what you've done now ago, yeah. yeah and i like i don't actually really like that because i feel like there's kind of like some sort of i don't know if it's guilt like shame yeah involved with it well, you know you're kind of pointing back and laughing at yourself yeah and it's like, like well, you shouldn't be embarrassed about yeah. that it's like really you should be so proud of the fact that you in the like, last three, pushed past three that years point. you pushed put your head down yeah because that's like the cocoon moment you mm -hmm. know you're gonna have that moment of like being this really weird moth inside. That one's I mean, also gone across Facebook quite often is, you know, how yeah. how a, a butterfly, well, caterpillar doesn't just, you know, do a quick software update overnight and then all of a sudden it's yeah. a butterfly. It it's goes really through pain, hard. melts down into a gross goop. Mm. There's got the ugly phase again. It yeah. literally melts down to a primordial goop. So that brings me nice, nicely to the next thing that I want to ask you is... Yeah. Um, this ugly phase that you you tend to find in your tattooing and things like that while you're you're building up your tattoos for an example oh yeah your Real, mind, like with realism yeah it's realism yeah um, and i'm sure there's ugly phases in a lot of um, different styles but yeah point i'm trying to make is that that obviously starts getting the cogs turning and sometimes can freak you the fuck out i'm sure yeah especially because now you you're seeing the ugly phase on a person's arm it's not like your sketch yes. or painting where you can go look and throw it out yes you can't just chop off the dude's forearm and yeah. put it in the, the recycling yeah it's like okay so we're done with this arm <laughs> so i this just working. came in for a a black and grey realism Boba Fett. We're going with blackout. Yeah, no. Can't, we can't really do that. <laughs> you can't do that. So Although, if somebody wants to get a black and grey realistic or colour realistic Boba Fett, like, holler at me. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would love to do that. So, while, you, while you're doing this colour realism or black and grey yeah. Boba, how do you reel it in? How do you pull it all together? Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, I think that 
Okay, so at first, when I first started doing black and grey realism, um, again, do it on paper all the time because confidence comes from the knowledge and belief system that you have done it before and you can do it again. Mm. Like, that's what I really do believe. Um, it's easier to problem solve when you've got the tools. Yeah, 100%. So, and, and that really, it, it comes to a self-trust thing. Like, that's, again, with confidence, it comes to a self-trust thing of, I know that I have been in this stage before, perhaps not with this particular subject matter, but the subject matter doesn't actually matter. doesn't. It's it's values, it's, you know... Darks and lights. It, yeah, it's darks and lights, it's, um, you know, edges and stuff like that, which, like, look, I mean, I'm hardly, like, a full-fledged expert on this and everything. Um, mm. But, yeah, when when I first started with tattooing, realism really freaked me out. Yeah. Um, I When I was drawing, it was a big thing of, like, I didn't have enough darks and everything like that, so, like, it was... It was I would go really detailed and I thought that that was realistic, but it's not. Um, it's all about like your values and everything like that. So um, go before going into tattooing, I did a lot of drawings okay. beforehand, you know, so that I could trust myself like, okay, yes, I am ready. So that when somebody did come to me and say like, look, this is what I want, I was shitting myself, but I was like, Beth, Trust and believe because you've done this before. Yeah. You know, you have in some sense of the way. You know, I think it's a good idea in everything to kind of collect yourself and think, okay, what can I apply as far as what I've done before to this specific instance? Like, for instance, when I was, um, during my apprenticeship, when I was learning to pierce as well, um, the way that I remembered it was routine yeah. and practice because of my dancing, my previous dancing career. So like, that's how I would think of this as like, I am practicing my routine, these are the steps. And as long as I stick to the steps, mm. the routine, the results and everything will be, should be the same. Obviously yeah. you're gonna have more variables. That's the thing. Once again, you're a human, so yeah, the well, human element comes into Yeah, everything. 100%, you as a human, the person as a human, like maybe, you know, whatever it is. But again, you have all of these like, steps you know so that that really helps me and that's a similar thing with black and gray um because so black and gray or color realism those are the ones that i have found that have those <gasps> ugly phases you know mm -hmm. what i mean which now i ignore now i ignore because it's like trust it's gonna have that phase yeah, you know i don't even have that phase you probably yeah <laughs> i don't even feel the need to mention it to my clients anymore which i used to feel the need because it was first like okay i don't even want to tell them that this is the ugly phase because I'm freaking out so much about yeah. it. So I'm just going to like, my, my way of not freaking out about it was just keep going. Just keep looking at this thing and keep problem solving. Just keep yeah, solving problem solving, problem solving, problem solving. Like it's on here. It's on this. And by here, I mean the reference, like it, it is on here. Here is my roadmap. And you know, this little section that I have is the same as what's on my roadmap, but everything else is just the carbon, you know, it's like, it's blank and I'm afraid sort of thing, mm. you know, it's like, it's weird waters and everything like that, but just, just keep on going, just trust, I don't know, I keep on saying trust and believe, but that's what it is, <laughs> like, just fucking trust and believe, like, hold on, trust yourself and um, you'll get through it again with the confidence and belief system that you have from your fuck-ups 
off of someone. Yeah, well, I think that's why it's so important to to go through proper apprenticeships. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and uh, you know shout at people that go different routes. Myself personally, I truly believe that. Uh, you should definitely go through proper apprenticeships. And there are artists out there that do fucking amazing work. Oh, yeah. And they've oh, yeah. never Phenomenal. done an apprenticeship and they've just come straight Phenomenal. from art school and somehow figured it Steve, out. Steve Butcher, who is like one of my f like favorite artists, like, oh my God, such yeah. awesome shit. Like, such awesome shit. And, um, you know, if... Uh, you know, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, he was like a tattoo kit sort of guy. You know, yeah. he got a tattoo kit and started tattooing on his friends while he was in an art, in art school, you know. Um, and art-wise, brilliant. But I have to say that like apprenticeships are just so vital because we're not just artists. You know, mm. we um, we are creating works of art. At well, least that's what we should your, be doing. Your body, modif your body modification. Yeah, like this shit gotta be safe. You know, people, like yeah, fuck. Like, there's there's blood involved. There's cutting. There's wounds involved. Like you, yeah. you cut into the skin. You're like a nurse. Stuff. Yeah, you're so, like a nurse psychiatrist artist. So point point that I that I'm trying to make here also is the fact that like these these artists that do go the route without the apprenticeship, they're artists who like that's what they like that I, I don't tend to uh, pres prescribe to destiny or whatever but like it's almost as if that's their destiny that's yeah. that's what they're so like you have to really on. really want it you and know you have to and I, I think this is in any in whether you're doing an apprenticeship or you're doing it as um, yeah like just by yourself and stuff like you gotta, you gotta really really want this you yeah know? It's, I struggle with the, the mentality that tattooing and piercing and things like that is is the industry for people who just don't, don't know what they want to do to do in life anymore yeah. and they kind of yeah I think that's um I think that's gonna become harder and harder to be a thing. Mm. Um, especially with like Instagram and stuff like that, you know, it's not just artists that are in the know, it's also um, clients. Clients, uh, it's getting better. There's it's, still people that want a free tattoo yeah, sure. and will go to, you know. The buddy who can do it for cheap. Yeah, whoever, or just like, I mean, but I must say, I seemingly find buy their own stuff. A lot of people, um, that have been coming in for piercings and stuff as well as people coming in for tattoos have been saying to me like oh, I've been looking for a piercer for so long and I found you guys or I've been looking for a tattoo artist for so long and yes. I finally found someone yes. who's doing work that I like which that brings me so much yes. joy because I see a lot yeah. of people are actually looking into yeah their and I'll be their piercers. first tattoo as well mm. so like I think that's really awesome where it's like um, from the get -go. I'm gonna be responsible with my own body you know and rather than getting a cover-up tattoo and by that I mean getting a tattoo that's gonna need to get yeah. covered up you just end up, uh, it's like a future but instead of getting a future cover-up <laughs> you know? well that's the thing is isn't that always the funniest part the future cover-ups you you end up having the, the situation where someone's saying oh you know what I've got a buddy you can do it cheaper gets it done cheaper and then has to pay on top of that for the you know yeah. and then they're going having to go bigger to cover and then up maybe the tattoo get and laser and stuff as well and laser it's like, and deeper yeah. and just yeah. more sessions it's so. like <laughs> how I've said to you before you know when we as people tend to let's say there's like a remote right we're sitting on the couch and there's a remote over there and we don't feel like getting up so we like 
drag ourselves and end up making so much more work for ourselves to get this bloody remote instead of just like you know standing up or whatever um you know we can end up you want to try and see those moments of like am i making my life harder by trying to get something for cheaper or you know for less work mm. whatever sometimes putting in the most work and the most effort in the beginning will save you that effort in the long run and that's so for instance with an apprenticeship like put that effort in get make those mistakes when you're not tattooing skin when you're not fucking up a friend's body or something like that you and know beat up the pig Where skin someone, that you made someone yeah, stare at you weird at pick and yeah, pay getting and, pig skin <laughs> and someone you know because there is someone that you can get through a mentorship um that's like hey i've made these fuck ups or my mentor made these fuck ups or mm -hmm. something like that so just now you don't have to do it at all and i mean look i do think that um uh like some of the best lessons that I have learned have been from like the rem the emotional response that comes with you personally making that fuck up. Yeah. You know where um, it's like whew, that really gets to your soul, but you might not even know that that's a fuck up if you don't have a mentor. 100%. You know, like and then that's an issue. You know, you don't even know that. Oh, it was really bad how I was tattooing someone let's say hopefully with gloves, tattooing someone with gloves, and then I took my coffee cup while I was tattooing, held the edge, and you know, just bad things, you know what I mean? Like, now there's your saliva you involved your with the gloves. your liquid with the gloves yeah, and you shove it in your mouth. You know, yeah. something like that where you're thinking of you're thinking of it as I am a tattoo artist and so I am an artist and let's be honest most of us inside of the studio we're getting paint all over our pants we've rubbed our face now there's paint on us oh guess what buddy that's blood that was inside yeah. of a body that when you don't you, know where that body's artist, been it's just colorful blood and yeah then, well, that's what you have to treat the ink yeah, as colorful that's, blood that's exactly and right. I feel like that's an important and uh it's it's a huge thing that people don't realize that you learn in your apprenticeships is that something that I, I feel like a lot of tattoo artists and this is more your uh, kitchen wizards as they they call them your kitchen guys wizards. Yeah, yeah your guys who are tattooing in a kitchen or tattooing in their, their friend's lounge or whatever oh. then you've got your your felt sofa open and blood splattering all over that yeah. you know that's a problem um, yes you need <laughs> to, problem. it's another thing of like where well are we you, can where, go on this rant for hours <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you putting your needles if you don't have proper like yeah. waste disposal systems yeah. because that tells me that you're you're just throwing them in like a black bag or something for the poor garbage oh, collector to get hepatitis. Careful there. That's, oh, yeah, exactly. So, so these are, these are got, things that you've got to learn. It comes back down to responsibility and stuff like that. Like, you know, you have to be, um, you have to be responsible and you have to know that when you are going into something like this, you're going into it as if you were a doctor or a nurse who, I mean, I medical waste yeah and, and even like even then you'll things. see you'll you'll see like slip-ups and stuff like that you know like I mean the last time that I went to go and get a shot mm. I was I was appalled actually yeah you know I had to be like hey like where are your gloves you know what I mean um because people can end up getting lackadaisical so this can um like I and again like I'm quite new to all of this and everything like that like I've only been in the in industry including my apprenticeship for like 
four years, three and a half, four years, you know. Um, so take everything that I say with a grain of salt. But um, yeah, you need to, you just need to be really, really responsible with what you're doing. And you can end up being a, what we call scratchers, you can end up being a scratcher in a studio or you could be a really professional clean artist in your garage. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, if you have, let's say inside of your, your, technically it's a garage, but you have, you know, tiled the floors, you have gotten a well vent, you got it well ventilated, you have your sharps containers, you have your um, biohazards things and everything like that, because, you know, you, people can set it up correctly, it's just not being regulated in a way that it is that 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 is the case you know so well i mean that's that's a big problem in in south africa as a whole is uh the body modification industry so many countries whole, so well many countries, uh, yeah, yeah i mean but just specifically taking it to our realm yeah. i mean wholly we've got virtually no zero to no regulation in with regard to the tattooing yeah. and, yeah. and piercing industries yeah. I mean, it's there's like cool. a little bit of a tattoo body that kind of floats in the background in, in South Africa. But even then, they, they don't have much in the way of authority to put down. Yeah. I mean, the fact that there isn't a requirement for blood bath, uh, bloodborne pathogen certificates. Yes. You, there's no requirements on spore tests, on um, autoclaves. Hell, there's no requirement for autoclaves, you know, which, yeah. which for me yeah, is the craziest had to thing. Be, like, that's I had to be regulated... Have, by, um, and this is a really cool thing that, uh, you know, good suppliers are doing and everything that like, they have had to take the responsibility on themselves and say, look, I'm not going to sell this equipment to mm. you um, because you don't have those things. Well, something that really made me chuffed with uh, having just recently gotten the dermals, um, something that I've noticed is like a lot of, uh, most suppliers, do not supply because like they'll supply jewelry to people like yeah. just like you know to the general public you can buy jewelry you know change your earrings and your tongue ring and your nose rings and whatever you want to change yeah um however the dermals you the dermal tops you cannot buy get them. yeah you cannot get the anchors either just as a person you have to have a studio yeah. behind you and those things they require walkthroughs they require images of your storerooms of your um, sanitation yeah, places which is important because that at least stops the other like you know these the people who are just going to be driving yeah. around in the back seat of their car and like yeah. tattooing in parking lots i and mean stuff. and then there does end up being um unfortunately there are again with the regulation like for instance in south africa there should be a regulation which there isn't that um there's a problem with non-registered companies non-tattoo registered companies non-responsible tattoo companies that don't really know what um, the business entails, they're just like, oh, tattoo, tat gun, you yeah, know, so there was that, I can that make some money. Store, um, yeah. In the beginning of lockdown, there was, there's also, um, one of those like kind of, uh, China mall kind of vibes yes, that, are you get, yeah, things, uh, that are selling those things, that are selling the tattoo machines yeah, and stuff machines, like that. machines, needles, inks. inks. What are those? What are those inks made out of? Well, that's my thing. Is I feel like it's just like they're just like taking ballpoint pens and then like it's like acrylic ink or yeah. something like that. Car paint or spray paint. Oh or no, that's that's so scary. And stuff. that's that's a that's the next thing is now like it's it's something that people don't realize. And I, I mean we've all done it when we were kids growing up in the early two thousands, late nineties, even before that and stuff. You know, you just 
pop down to your local chemist and get the things popped through your ears and shot sure. through your ears Sure, my with the first gun. and second holes were done with a gun. And when I, that when I plastic first... capital tagger, this, uh, people have heard me rant about it enough, but it's, you know, it's a plastic capital tagger that cannot go into an autoclave. It's plastic, so yeah. it, the best you can do is maybe rinse it with death hole, which is like, if that thing has to splatter with blood and go all over that, the next person that you pierce with that thing gets the previous person's blood. And there's and a lot of good. interworking parts to that as well. Like, I, I mean, I haven't seen one since starting um, in the industry, but I remember getting it done and everything. And there's a lot of working, there's a lot of little nitty gritty mm. parts. And are you telling me that this person is sitting there scrubbing this thing like we're doing with like, Tips and, and tubes and stuff. Taking the actual like receiving tubes and I don't see that. I don't see that happening. Medical you know? grade sterilizers. Exactly. Like they and this person has just been told like aim and shoot. Well, that's you know? that's my whole problem about it as well. Is I've heard stories of people getting cartilage pierced with guns, which is mm -hmm. so stupid because no it just shatters days. bellies. Like, that for me is the worst Ooh, thing in the whole oh, world. Oh, I'd be so cross. But, like, <laughs> so now, the point that I'm trying to make with this <laughs> is then you shoot, so you shoot off to your local wherever. You go buy your 80 Rand jewelry and it's yeah. those little pins with the butterfly on the back. Yeah. It's made out of whatever, like, Coke can cut up styles and whatever. And you're shoving it in your ears and then bad things are happening to your ears. You're going to... Uh, different studios and stuff that aren't like buying from proper suppliers and things like that mm. who aren't sourcing correct suppliers or they're just heading straight down to their local uh, retailer to go and pick up their tap guns and piercing yeah. equipment or whatever. I love them tap guns. And they're just shoving like something they found in their toolbox through your ear because yeah. like they don't really care. Sure, what this is a really bad picture that you <laughs> like You know, but that's that's bad. basically what these yeah. what the, the, the standard of jewelry that people are using is like no, it's it's so important to make sure that the jewelry that you're using is actually implant grade because if it's not like implant grade, people don't realise and the same with the inks. Once again you're putting it into your into your body, body and your body is doesn't want that. This is not naturally what we, what our bodies want at yeah. the end of the day. Um, so to just be shoving like metal into yeah, your ear, it whatever, needs you need to be to something that's going to live well with it. And like, so I was um, watching a very interesting video concerning inks, um, and they were speak. They were actually speaking to, uh, I don't know the legitimate name. Some sort of scientist, right? That like yeah, looked an, under an oncologist. An oncologist, <laughs> um, looking under a microscope. And it, well, actually, I think I think he would he um, worked in like a like a biology sort of okay, okay. realm. So he was speaking about inks and the best things to be used inside of our bodies and everything like that. And he said something really interesting that you know a lot of people think that what we need to be using are natural. Um, mat like natural matter, mm. you know, like um, whatever those Vegetable might be. Oils yeah, and like let's that. something like that. But um, when it comes to, and this is going to get, this is a little technical, um, so I'm not going to get too much into it. But um, not our field. <laughs> yeah, essentially, essentially, if you put something inside of your body, so let's say, for instance, like uh, when they put like fat into your lips, mm -mm. sort of thing. It doesn't last for very long because your body is like, hmm, extra fat. What can we do with this? Let's break take it, it, break it down, spread it around, you know, and whatever we can't use will poop out. Um, so that's what essentially would, would happen with inks if we were using those sort of things. So um, 
a lot of the time you end up using uh, like metals and stuff that are very 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 safe for your body and everything um, and your body won't break those down and then it ends up being just inside of your body nice and safe but you're not just going to be like expelling it out right mm. away because let's be honest we're here yeah, for your yeah like i don't want to be going through that pain for nothing yeah, you, just know? <laughs> you know what i mean like obviously like i mean we were speaking about this the other day i don't reckon that the pain would be completely for nothing you know what i mean like pain therapy is a thing it's i feel like it's a very important part of tattoo of getting a tattoo and everything like that like we were talking about numbing creams the other day and that's just um everything does come down to to each their own and everything like that well but that's it it depends what what's your point uh, your yeah. reasoning behind the tattoo 100 if you're just getting it specifically as like an adornment or something yeah. like that then the pain's not necessarily going to be the top priority of yours yeah Whereas if you're sure. if you're like wanting to earn your tattoo and like um I don't know, it's, I, I find like getting tattooed is kind of like a rite of passage in a way, like yeah, um, learning yourself I wouldn't say that in like an elitist sort 100%. of way, but yeah, like learning learning yeah, yourself, like right, learning who I'm you are. I'm not talking about a rite of passage to this cool club of yeah, tattooed people, because that's long, that's long been and gone. The, like, the time Most of, of us aren't that cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're, just, we're just, you know, we're, tattooed. We all, I, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for it everyone in the whole world but i do think that to some point we all have uh what is it what is it called um it's like a fear of being found out uh imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. yes exactly that you know and something that really heightens your risk of having imposter syndrome is trying to be cool because well, i mean it's, you know uh, what i mean jay shetty speaks about uh not having it not being like you're not who you are you're not who people think you are but you're you're who you are the you set, think yeah you you are who you th who you I, are who you think you are how you think other people think you are something of that nature yeah right? yeah basically you're you're projecting you what you created people this think. weird triangle you're projecting what people think about you on yourself Yes. And that's who you are. Yeah. That's the person that you're trying exactly. to play. So, so you trying try to be cool is is just it's increasing that risk or like butchered that slogan. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to be trying to be we're all trying to be better. Um, I think. I think we should all try to be better. Um, but yeah, I think trying to be cool does end up giving you more of that imposter syndrome. But it's you know, it's gonna come up, it's gonna be a thing. Um, so I think that you can end up in a, in a bit of a, a sticky situation with yourself it, and, you know, when it comes to body modification where, because you're, you're chasing, you're chasing, you're chasing, you're never happy with where you are, you know, and this isn't just body modification. This can be inside of like business or something like that. Um, I think it was, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. I think it was Michelangelo though, who said this. I think it, I'm wrong here. It was an artist. An artist um, said something to the to the range of um, I am pleased but never satisfied. Mm. And I think that's what we should be doing rather instead of being like. So this is this is he was talking about his art specifically, and you know you can do this in business. You can do this with self growth um, because you don't want to end up having the self growth thing of like. 
I'm a piece of shit now and that's why I need to get better because now you're having self-loathing mm. you you know you're going to end up with a lot of guilt you're going to end up with a lot just like a lot of negative feelings um which you know can sometimes be helpful but for the most part they're going to end up making you feel like a piece of shit yeah. which isn't a very good place to be in so it's better to be you know be pleased be you know for instance like with that with that underpainting or with your art from before or whatever you were doing before like instead of being embarrassed as to who you were because um or who you are now rather be pleased mm. be pleased be compassionate you know be like okay cool this is a this is a step we're not where we ultimately want to be and that's okay but i still need i'm not satisfied with where i am yeah. you know you don't want to be you want to be content. Don't slip into complacency. Yeah, exactly. C content, not complacent. You mm. know, like I'm, I'm happy enough to die now, but I'm not going to die now. So I want. I do don't want to die now. I don't want to die but now I'd be because. Happy if I did. Yeah, I would like to do. I would like to be able to. There's more do better. To, there's to more do to more. be done and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I think we can end up being in this weird like it's it, a slippery slippery slope if you're too hard on yourself you mm -hmm. know what i mean you want to critique yourself but you don't want to be giving yourself these fucking like seven lashings a day um yeah flagellation is yeah not it's not it's, i don't think <laughs> yeah i don't think that it is necessary in in anything you know i think um we as humans Especially once we've like gone out into the big world, you have to be a parent to yourself. You mm. have to parent yourself. You have to parent yourself to get up in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, we'd all like to some days just stay in bed and eat crisps and stuff. Like, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. But um, you know, you have the opportunity of life, and you should be making more of it and everything like that. So you know, you should be parenting yourself in a way of like. You know, be a good parent, don't be a bad parent. Mm. Uh, you know, you can't just be uh, too lackadaisical with yourself, uh, yourself being the child and yourself being the parent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a little... Um, but you can't be too lackadaisical because then you're not going to do much. You're just going to be like, well, I'm just going to sit on the couch type of thing. Yeah. But you can't be too hard on yourself because then you're going to end up feeling like a piece of shit. And then you're going to And you're going to end up sitting on the couch anyways. Or alternatively, you're going to end up not not enjoying, you know, the, there's the cliche of stopping and smelling the roses. But that is also a factor. If, yeah. If you're constantly just drilling yourself and flagellating yourself and being like, work harder, do more, work yeah. harder, do more. So it is it is important to find that balance and, and take that time to like rest because at the end of the day like it's like when you get your bodybuilders and powerlifters and mm. stuff like that you have to have they will work hands. their ass off all week but yeah. they take that one day and they take that day and they chill the fuck out because that's yeah. when your muscles do the growth and stuff and the same will happen with your brain it's it's important to take that time off to just sit back relax and that gives you time to reflect on reflect the stuff that you're doing well. from a little bit yeah. more of an outside of perspective no it's true i think my my biggest um points of growth with tattooing i can't say this with art because pre tattooing um and with having art as just a hobby i took breaks that were too long mm. Um, but with tattooing, I have found that those small breaks, I mean, even just like, for instance, with lockdown, forced break, and I freak, I was like freaking out at first, like, shoot, um, 
I'm in this very, you know, I was a teeter-totter, like, I don't know, that's not the right word, but like, you know, I was a toddler sort of thing. Um, this hasn't just become like muscle memory and yeah. everything like that. I'm still so much in the beginning learning phase, which, you know, you should always be in a learning phase, but I was in a beginner level learning phase. Yeah. Again, so I was like, oh, shoot. Um, but that rest, like, for instance, with what bodybuilders would have and everything like that, that rest was that time where I was actually able to stop, smell the roses, and all of the things that had happened that were going so quickly, you know, they were just like, bam, 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 bam. Now all of a sudden I had that time to think about it, like think about how I would improve it, have that time to go into maybe a different medium as well, and then you can have those kind of like, okay, so this would work nicely in the tattoos and like problem solving, problem solving, problem solving and with the, the relaxation of it not being on skin and everything like that. So I yeah, I think you're right with the fact that you do have to have that. Um, I mean, that in itself is discipline. That yeah. in itself is parenting yourself where it's like, um, hey, wait a minute you're burning yourself out, you know, and like you burn yourself out and there's going to be so many problems like health problems, mental problems. Yeah. So that's going to now translate in your work and everything like that. So you, you need to be a parent in yourself and be like, Hey kid, you've been playing out in the sun for a really long time. Come put sunscreen Come on. Come put sunscreen on. Water, like I should nap. listen to my own advice there with the sunscreen, but, um, yeah, I've covered my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, Come inside, drink some water, you know, mm. that's also another thing. And like, that's not a metaphor. Like right now, just pick your phone up, get off your ass and... Drink some water. Go drink some water. It's like, stay hydrated, you beautiful bitches. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> 100%. Like, that is something that I've had to end up parenting myself. And I'm talking about this parenting. Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I'm a really bad parent. Sometimes the parents have gone away. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm just like, wow, yeah, I can do whatever. And then a lot of the times, whatever you want isn't actually what's good for you. You know, you want to eat a bunch of cake and then you're going to be sick. Bouncing off the wall, throwing up exactly, and then pulling over. Exactly, exactly. And now like, you, exactly, you're like really passed angry. out. So, you know, you, I mean, I, I have gone for like a full day session without drinking any water, mm. without going to the bathroom. You know, like, that's not good. That's not good. Like, if you want to end up doing something for a long period of time, um, like, I was watching a video on uh, Andrew Tisler. He's an awesome, awesome artist. I've told you about him before. Um, I believe he is an Australian artist, I think. Um, massive landscapes. And he's he's been painting since he was a baba. His um, dad was a painter, so he started him out on it really young. Mm. And it's pretty much just been oils this whole time. And he was saying like that he wears latex gloves okay. when he oil paints because there are, I can't remember what it was exactly, but there's some, there's some harmful metals and stuff like that and a lot of really good oil paints. Um, and you know, you're using solvents and everything like mm. that. So, uh, he uses latex gloves. Like yeah, that, exactly. Your, your skin exactly. Exactly. So he wears, um, latex gloves so that that doesn't happen to him because he's wanting to do this for a really long time. You yeah. Know? So he's got to look after his, his exactly. important tools. Exactly. So you have to end up being a bit Unless of a parent to, to yourself. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, even like with, for instance, Picasso, he should probably wrap that up because otherwise, yeah, I mean, get like, some oil paints and not be able. You know, to, that's uh, yeah, that could that could have Picasso. some problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you gotta wrap that shit up. Yeah. Wrap no, the but dick. no party. It's yeah, like, <laughs> you know, so he. There, there you have it, you know, you need to be parenting yourself and be like, you know, as sunscreen, for instance, when you're a teenager, you're just like, yeah, I don't need sunscreen, I'm just going to do whatever I want, that's for sissies, like, okay, cool, how skin cancer, Yeah. you know, so it's going to be that same sort of thing, like, oh, like, um, I'll be tattooing like this sometimes. Like all hunched over, and I have to literally be like, wait a minute, and I'll be, I'll grow like a beanstalk type of thing, Police you know? Shit together and, again. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, oh man, like I really need to be tensing my core right now because I need to, at this moment, parent myself, put on that hypothetical, metaphorical sunscreen, yeah. take care of myself right now because I really enjoy what I'm doing. So I want to be able to do this until I until I die. I don't want my back to fall to shit or to have because some artists they have had to um, already in their like early thirties had to get back braces. You yeah. know what I mean? And like I don't know, artist salary doesn't really afford that so much. Yeah. So you know, think about that. Think about the future. Like be that parent for yourself. Because sometimes you can end up not thinking about the future and you're just you know something with tattooing. Um, and this is what I love about tattooing, like my mentor, uh, Hayley Brummer, who no doubt is going to be on this show. Um, yeah, she's so, definitely going to be in there. Fantastic female business owner. Yeah, she's and artist, just like brilliant. And phenomenal tattoo artist yeah. and managed to get the bookkeeper business going through lockdown, mm. which is like... And a brilliant, a brilliant, huge. brilliant mentor. <laughs> and um, she literally taught me how to actually be present in my work you mm. know what I mean like because that is something that's so important with tattooing that's something that really um like her and tattooing the combination of the two has taught me how to really apply being present <clears throat> um to normal daily lives because before that and everything like that I was meditating I was doing yoga and stuff like that and that really helped me to be present in a moment of relaxation. Yeah, which you know? is which is easy. Not well, really it's not. It's not so much easy, well, but it's, it's easy much easier. To staring at the ugly phase that we've been speaking yeah, of, and that, then still keep yourself together. 100%, and the ugly phase of a of a tattoo on someone else, and you have this daunting responsibility of you know making this good and everything like that. Um, you're hoping that you're worthy of the trust and everything, and so then it can just be like this spiral, like oh shit, oh shit, oh mm. shit heart starts beating like out of your chest into your ears yeah fun times not really not, quite, not yeah. fun <laughs> not fun so and the best way like i think you asked me um a hundred questions ago that i did actually reply to with um as far as the ugly phase and stuff and um so much of it is just being present in the moment you know what i mean and this can be with everything like we i mean um you know if you end up stressing about finances or stressing about um will my kid grow up to be the person that i want to be i want them to be or what, whatever it is just get present you know like if you are in a moment of depression if you are in a moment of anxiety because that's kind of what i was explaining now like present Pre what are you doing right now 
try and get into some sort of flow flow state. What are your hands doing? Why are they doing this? Follow that. You know what I well, mean? Well, that's for me. Um, when I when I get into spells where my mind starts attacking itself, I think is the best way I can put it. Um, my my go to is get the fuck up, start dancing, start singing a song, start screaming, start running. Put yourself running, in the present moment. Do something moment. active because once you get yourself and. I know, easier said than done, because sometimes you just want to cover yourself in a cupboard with a bunch of duvets and just stay there for you. Yeah, people with like chronic depression and everything like that, like that, and and it is the hard. Yeah, thing this is it. not necessarily this is not necessarily advice for someone who who needs to be on medication. Yeah, and have but chemical but any person can you can slip into a depressive or anxious mode. 100%. Like, it's, it's not always just an anxiety-filled thing. I feel like social media and stuff like that feels it. And this keeping up with the Joneses mentality that just becomes more and more prevalent as yeah. generations go on. Yeah, I literally have to um, put myself on timeout when yeah. it comes to social media because um, I can, I personally, and I'm sure this happens with everybody, from time to time, um, you know, get into like comparative mode yeah. sort of thing, and you know, I think we all know by now that Instagram and Facebook and everything is a highlight reel. You know, nobody's well, that's it. It's taking it. a photo of when they were like, well, actually, I follow a chick that does do this, and I think it's instrumental, and it's very cool that this is happening now. But for the most part, we're not taking a photo of us crying in the bathroom. Yeah, the self <laughs> you know? in, in the cupboard is not always that often yeah, on Facebook. Exactly. Like, However, sitting on the bonnet of a Maserati is going to happen over and over again. Because yeah, which is very likely to not be your Maserati. Uh, well, that's my... I've watched a video on Instagram. Re, I think it was Instagram or Facebook. Irrelevant. Uh, recently of, of um, a guy that basically has a Lamborghini. He hires it out and dudes hire it out and girls, I'm sure, too take photos with this Lamborghini and then use it for their Tinder pictures. <laughs> for, me, the biggest, for me, the biggest joke is the, the one dude takes oh, a photo Oh, you know that Lambo. when people are monetizing this shit, that, that, then it's a real problem. Oh, you know it happens what I mean? with private jets as well. But what often happens is, like more with the Lamborghinis, private jets, obviously you have to get uh, a lot of access to tarmacs and stuff like that. But with like, yeah. your Lambos and stuff in the street, you know, park up on Miami, snap your photos, look all hard, and you know, show the abs, and uh, don't look my. <laughs> um, and uh, not these ones. Yeah, not these ones. No. <laughs> I almost pulled the fat lifting my shirt. Point being is that show a nipple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pineapples. Uh, point being is that uh, with uh, the Lamborghinis and stuff, yeah. you'll see the guy take a photo and whatever, and he'll be like, "Cool, I'm done," and then off he goes, and he missions off because he doesn't even get the keys to his Lamborghini. He takes photos outside the car. And then what happens is the rest of the day, like 30 other people come up and snap their Tinder profile mm. pictures, I assume, to on the same, with with the the same, same Lamborghini. Sure, so that Lambo like, gets around. You know what I mean? Like the most yeah. featured Lambo. And that's a cool, that's a cool segment. I'm going to go and sit and swipe through and try and find the most but featured like, car. Like, like, yeah. How many times I can Do find the same Lamborghini? Like. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to just put my center around. It's like the most, yeah. the most um, successful Tinder dates have been with a Lambo and somebody taking a photo with it. What do you do when he pulls up in like a Fiat Miata or whatever, and then you're like, ah, oh, but then where's the guy out of, guy? Yeah, well, I think, so there you go, that's the thing as well, like something with social media, that I think increases that, you know, that wanting to be cool, that, that now increases the chances of having that imposter syndrome, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is so, it's, you know, it's something that we, you, I think. Because now I, my Lambo's in the shop. Yeah, and now, like, what if... What if you go on this Tinder date and you've met this 
you've made this connection with this human. And you've met your soulmate. And you know, like, yeah, if you, like, subscribe to something like that. Like, what if, what if this is somebody that's like, oh, shit, like, I don't want to just go on a, a second or a third date. I want to, like, hey, this is someone that I really want to get to know and yeah. stuff. And now I have told them that I have a Lambo in the shop. Yeah, and you've you've started. This but whole my bank on balance stupid. does not reflect that. Mm. Now, like that seems like a re recipe for um, circumstantial depression. Like, that's one hundred percent because, like, I, I, like no, from good. a personal aspect, like when you when you start getting into that like uh, that realm of putting yourself into a spider web or whatever the case mm. may be of like just little this that's and the next things. When things start unraveling, it what what could give you more anxiety than like yeah. your whole the whole like you that you fabricated yeah. just falling apart yeah, and crumbling? Like exactly. I can't understand how a person will be able to go through that without being like yeah you know. And then that again comes down to like have compassion for yourself, and it's okay if you don't have a Lambo, man. It's a very small amount of people that do have a Lambo, mm. and I mean. I don't know anybody with a Lambo, you know, um, personally. So you know, he it's okay. Have a Lambo. He's got he's got Astons and BMs. But well, even then, like it's okay. <laughs> it's not, it's okay to not have a super like fancy car. It's okay if you walk to work. Mm. You know, like that's actually quite cool. You know. I would, I would love to be able to walk to work. It's a, it's a little bit far and, and Dodgy, possibly yeah. a little bit dangerous here. But, you know, like, walking to work is great. Biking to work is great. Well, I mean, Carpooling is great. It gives you, well, I mean, carpooling, like, that's something that we've been doing. I mean, it doesn't really count as husband and wife carpooling. But, yeah. like, you know, we go to the same, we work at the same studio and things like that. But for me, that's, like, one of my favorite moments. And oh, yeah. short because it's with my wife as well. But it's, it's one of my favorite moments that I have in my day. Is because like I get to bro out to someone, you have, you talk know, shit to someone, one we talk one about conversations, man. That's and we talk where, about that's many things. About. We talk about awesome, like really cool concepts. We talk about social issues that are yeah. like really pressing. And sometimes we just, for lack of a better word, just make diarrhea noises with our mouths. You know? like, <laughs> so what? it just it just depends on like the day. On the day. And yeah, it's, was... it's nice to have that that, yeah. that interaction and that time to sit down with someone. Exactly. And if you're walking to work or cycling to work, or walking to work gives to you work, the opportunity or... to like be super super present. Well, that's there's something to be. Also, yeah. yeah you, there's something to focusing on a a very. It's it's almost meditative. You're focusing yeah. on like a a simple task yeah. that you can. Don't autopilot when you're driving, but you know, sometimes you autopilot you're focusing when you're on a simple task though. And you're focusing on a simple task that you, you know, it's very like, yeah, yeah, routine. It's, it's it, it starts becoming the more you drive, the less you like realize it. I mean, I challenge you next time you jump into the car to actually consciously think when you're putting your clutch in, when you're braking, when you, put yeah. your, you know, get you, into that flow state, you know, you don't actually think about those things. You just do it because you know, okay, I need to stop. And this is when I need to stop. And these yeah. pedals need to be pressed to stop. And, my and now I'm going into this. Gear. It's like walking. It's like breathing. You know, it's, it's simple things that you're doing that you can concentrate on, bring yourself very present. Or, you know, if you've got yeah. someone next to you, you can make yourself present in that conversation. Yeah. And that's... It's and, yeah, I think it also kind of shows as well the fact that, um, you know, let's say, for instance, with the whole Lamborghini thing, you know, 
wanting to have something that you don't have and therefore not being happy with what you do have exactly not a, not being grateful like that's something that's so important i think like of like oftentimes if i start what well, you know if i start blaming if i start thinking like oh i'm in just as you know the situation is just so shit or you know whatever mm. whatever it is like um, just be grateful. Be grateful for the fact that you have the ability to walk to work because there are some people that are in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know, be so grateful look, for mean, the fact that you, you know, I'm going to disagree with car. you a little bit on that one. Um, mm -hmm. And like, there's, there's a lot that I'm going to package together here. Okay. So first thing I want to say is like, comparing your, your, like where you are, uh, saying, you know, don't don't be sad because you've got legs, people don't have legs. Yeah. It's like saying, don't be happy because there's people that are have like have more reason to be happy than you. Yeah. To an extent. So yeah. here's here's my point that I'm that I'm trying to get to is it's more of a thing of look at it in a factor of not comparing yourself to other people, but looking at it in a factor of like if oh, things yeah. are tough, I've woken up this morning. Which means I have breath in my lungs. Oh, okay. Which means I have if you're in the wheelchair, because yeah. now what about the dude in the wheelchair? Is his life just the most he's absolute shit? He's alive. He's got breath in his lungs. Okay, so you're saying gra gratitude, gratitude without the need to, to compare. Don't compare yourself okay, to other people. I get that. You are, I get in, that. you are in your situation and you are in your box. No one else is in that situation mm -hmm. box. Yeah. No matter how similar they are, they are still a different human being, you know, at the end of the day. And I think it's important to kind of think of it more on a personal level, like, I have these two legs under me, I can walk, I have my two hands, my two hands work, my brain's still working, I can still speak, I can still breathe, I'm still going, I can get up and I can yeah. do shit about this. Okay, like, I like whatever that. Whatever my problems are, I can do shit about this, you know, and it's cool. not because I have legs and he doesn't have legs, so he can't do shit about this. He can do shit about yeah. his situation as well. Absolutely. Maybe not get his legs back, however, he can yeah. become a functional per like, you know, he, that person in a wheelchair is still a functional person, mm -hmm. they can still do as much as needs to be done as an able-bodied person yeah. due to the simple fact that they've got that willpower to push through. So you've got people who are less able-bodied doing more shit. I mean, Stephen Hawking did so much. Yeah, true. And the man couldn't move. He Even speaking was through a computer, yeah. like transmitters through his brain and stuff. And there are people with... Very creative gent. Yeah, that sure. One. Like, and no, people but like, with two legs, two arms, and can creative. do cartwheels, but are doing absolutely nothing with their lives yeah. because they may have that defeatist attitude mm -hmm. of like, oh, the world is yeah, so tough true. and keep kicking me down and stuff like that. And yeah, this world is all about problem solving, man. Everything is about problem solving. Like, yeah, well, life, know, life is hard and then at the end of it you die. The last time, yeah, my mum always used to say that when we were kids, life's a bitch and then you die. You yeah, know? but and life life is hard, but arguably, um, I mean, going to what we were talking about before, the fact that, you know, there are those trials and tribulations, those ugly phases and stuff like that, that's the thing that gets you to where you need to be. To all of my gamers out there, to all of you gamers out there, and uh, I'm sure you can understand this too, if you pick up a game and all you're doing is just pushing the, the analog stick to the right and you're just running and that's the whole game and you're just sitting there and you're going to be like fuck this shit and you're going to throw the controller over in like yeah, 10 minutes and you're going to be like bored as hell super boring but when you get to that Mario stage where there's all those flames doing this shit it's like it's 
so challenging and scary and yeah. freaks you the fuck out. But when you get through it, you're like, yeah, motherfucker. And yeah. you're jumping and you're screaming and your mom comes downstairs because you've woken her up and she's really pissed off. Yeah. Like all of that stuff happens. And that's like the most, like your heart's pounding, the most exciting shit's just happened to you. And you didn't enjoy it while it was happening. Yeah. But afterwards, that success that you got mm -hmm. through it. And there are things along the way to enjoy it. You're not playing Super Mario. Your life isn't Super Mario. So you don't always have turtles and stuff coming at you and little mushroom dudes coming at you and flame things coming at you. Sometimes you do have time to just park off and you well, can I hang can. up. The wall's not pushing you, you know? Yeah. So you can park off and hang out. Hang out a little bit. And, and then enjoy sometimes the, the there's going to be like a good couple of years where you're just like in go mode, mushrooms and turtles and walls and everything and flames and whatever. You know, um, but yeah, those are those are important phases. Like, for instance, let's bring this pandemic into it. And we've spoken about this a couple of times. Um, you know, everything is, a, you know, you can choose how you react to situations. You can't choose the situation. So we look, can't choose. Before we get into this discussion, I think it is worth mentioning that with the pandemic, there are people that. So we're we're talking in the sense of people who haven't like you know lost their husbands and wives and things like that 100 percent. i can't extent. say i can't say that i know what that feels like at all um however even with and you know grief is an important thing to if we're talking about grief and stuff like that is an important thing to um feel like you have felt loss um 100 and it doesn't it doesn't help to say like Oh, get over it, or you know, like oh, yeah. don't, don't don't feel what you're feeling, like do, because they have you know you have a right to feel what you're feeling right now. Um, that being said, when again with choice and everything like that, you do have it. You can choose to either stop living or to live, continue living, to realize that you have you're not the one that died. Mm. You know, um, so I I still have to stand by the fact that we. We just can't control circumstances, you know, like they're, for the most part, you can't control circumstances. No one can control the fact that the pandemic is here. You can control what you can do with it. You can control, um, you know, if you're, if you don't want to, um, be affected by the virus at all, you can control the fact and like, okay, cool. I'm literally going to stay inside of my house yeah you know um you know survival with food and stuff is a factor but yeah you it, know it, it boils down to the the case of it's not necessarily something that's in your control when with regards to certain situations situations aren't always in your control the way things plan yeah. out the way things plan out no life is gonna much, knock you a doozy no a good couple no matter of how much planning and savings you have and this that and the next thing you're gonna accidentally find yourself in a global pandemic yeah, or something of the like. Yeah, one of my one of my. But something that you can control yeah. is how you react. To react the to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, one one of my clients are talking about like situations that in preparation and everything like that. And I do believe in. I personally do believe in preparation um, quite a bit. I, I think it's. I think it's very very helpful. Um, you know, rather be prepared than not be prepared. Well, I mean, but if you've got a glass of water when when a solar flare hits, at least you had the glass of water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, like one of as far as like situations just knocking you a fucking 
huge one. Um, like one of my one of my clients, uh, he is in like the food and beverage industry, and like from the time that I've known him and tattooed him and everything, he's always said to me like, you know, like uh, tattoo. Like I mean, t- tattoos. Um, he's food and drink from the alcohol industry. Yeah, from the alcohol industry. Um, you know, saying like, you know. Um, it's a sure thing because even in a recession, you know, if people are happy, they drink. If people are sad, they drink. Yeah. Regardless, they're going to be drinking. That's well, just... I mean, before this this pandemic, my my two go to things like I, I was looking, I've been looking at a whole lot of uh, different opportunities and things like that, as you obviously know. And a bottle store or a tobacconist were two things that I was right? severely weighing up. Exactly. And we went into lockdown. And like, hey, I guess what? Yeah. I didn't get into those things quick yeah. enough. Thankfully, procrastination saved me this one time. Don't procrastinate. Don't procrastinate. Kids. That's but not it the, saved me one this one time because I didn't end up uh, starting a whole new business yeah. going into so, the lockdown. So there but. you go. Um, you know, you can, you know, you can, th- and this isn't for every country, but. Uh, in South Africa, we did end up with an alcohol and a cigarette ban. And there are so many people in that line of work, you know, where it's like thinking, okay, cool, this job got me. Like, Well, I mean, performing I'm, artists, look, it's also, it's something that, that is very much uh, economy stimulated and stuff like that, uh, aerial dancing, things yeah. like that. Um, however, right now, you know, they haven't, like performing artists haven't worked since March last year. Yeah. Because things have been yeah. closed. Um, clubs, which I, I understand why they are closed. However, right now, like with nightclubs as well, they've, they've got this weird start, stop, start, stop thing happening. Because obviously the country is trying to figure out what the hell to do with 100%. the global pandemic that we've never dealt with. But I mean, that's the little sliver of work that these performers can still get is like, dancing on the stages and engages so here's the thing here's the thing you can you can either say well it's out of my hands the there isn't any work so i'm just not there isn't any work in that specific field that i'm used to working in and therefore i have no opportunity Mm. to work incorrect there are probably a lot of things that that, even if you're just building off of that one skill that you have, and actually you probably have a lot of other skills that you haven't monetized before. You know, we all have them. We're all, you know, maybe you're really fucking good at washing the dishes. Yeah. Go do that. You know, well, I mean, it's making money. Whatever it is. You look at Tirza, um, who's also, she's uh, she was a performer and dancer, children's entertainer, aerialist, like an array of, skills that are all right now killed by the pandemic however she's keeping herself going because she was a smart businesswoman teaching and making cupcakes got herself into gear she's made birthday cakes and cupcakes and she's doing some, like something that was things um, online and she used to be completely uh, a hobby you know yeah. um, diversification is something that's so important and um you know again with something like with a situation that you just can't control, you can't control the situation. Um, let's say it is out of your control. You can control what you do with it. And you can go through an ugly phase and either just throw in the towel, destroy your canvas and never pick up another paintbrush again, 
Or you can be like, let me push through this. Mm-hmm. Let me figure out. Let me be creative. You know, um, it may not be the best living, but you, there's there's nothing stopping you from getting together a pallet, four yeah, wheels, and walking the streets and getting the plastic bottles and you know doing that recycling trip. 100%. There's plenty of people who 100%. survive their whole lives doing that. Yeah, and this might be a really important moment. Like, what if in in ten years you look back and you're like, this is the thing. You see this really difficult part of my life when I was super broke, when I was, you know, I was like maybe pulling myself out of like a really depressive state or, you know, whatever it was like this real challenge. This is the reason why I have some sort of success or 10 years from now, you can be saying this is what broke me. Yeah. You can decide. You can really decide like, okay, which one, which one would I prefer? 10 years from now, what would I, and again, there's going to be more doozies. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more boss levels. You know what I mean? So like... Well, I mean, it was recently uh, I read that uh, the nice thing about uh, reaching the bottom, uh, reaching rock bottom, is there's only, up from, only there. up from there. There's also the factor of when you when you hit the ground, the nice thing about hitting the ground is, is that that's where you plant seeds and, you know, you can yeah. jack in the beanstalk this bitch or you can, you know, trample all your seeds out you because just kind of like lay so there, hard you know? and, and I mean, I've laid there. I've, I've, oh, we've all laid there. You know, <laughs> I've laid there for like there. a year. So here, here's the thing. I'm talking about that sort of vibe um, and this encompasses a couple of things. The year before... I started my tattoo apprenticeship was like one of my most depressive years in my adult life. You know, I was feeling really, really, really terrible about myself. I wasn't drawing very much at all, um, which is generally a good sign that I that something's not right. Um, you know, I was just like in in the fetal, like a metaphorical fetal position, you know, and that was comfy, that was cozy, warm, yeah, Mm. I like feeling bad about myself, almost, you know, Um, and it was when I got to rock bottom of like, whoa, this is like, I can't, this can't get any worse, and funnily enough, my situation was really nice, like actually, um, I was quite comfy, uh, financially, I um I had a nice spot. A nice spot. Probably I had, one of the best houses. Yeah, we exactly. Ever in. <laughs> um, might be for a while, you know. Um, and you know, work-wise, everything was going really good. Um, it wasn't, you know, and it was something that I now enjoy, you know. So there were a lot of things that I could have been really grateful about, but um, I just wasn't, hmm. and I was in a really bad spot, and that was the point of like something needs to change because this isn't how I want to feel. Like I had to decide at a point like this isn't how I want to feel. I'd or it could have been a factor of I don't want to be broke. Mm. You know, I wasn't broke at the time but that, you know, maybe that's what the the ugly stage was. And that was that year, that whole year that I could even consider wasted type of thing. But now I actually look back like that had to happen. Mm. It had to happen. Um I had to be in that um, state to realize, holy fucking shit, this isn't right. I cannot be here 10 years from now. I absolutely, like, I just mm. can't. Um, so I need to change something. Because, you you know, if you don't like the situation, just change it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really, really hard. Like, now I had to think, like, fuck, now I'm going to have to put myself out there. And I kept on, I mean, I was 
now I put, push myself into drawing and doing uh, art portfolio and stuff like that, which and I hadn't drawn in quite a while, not properly. So um, that was a whole thing. And now I'm, you know, confronting the factor of, oh, there's this change. This is scary. Like um, sometimes we are, we're too afraid of success in a way because mm. success, you know, if you're reaching for the stars, it's very likely you're going to get beaten down. And now there's that like, oh, shit, I, I tried and I failed which is fine, um, but at that point I was like super worried about failure and everything like that. It was actually you that told me like, just fucking do it, like you gotta have, you just have to do it, which you do. Um, yeah, sometimes you need to realize in life, like I, f I find rejection is really a difficult thing to deal with. Yeah, um, 100%. The thought of someone telling you no or whatever. However, something that I've, and it's something that I, I shout at myself a lot, mm. is like, you can either have someone tell you no, or you can be where they told you, you, like you could be at the point where you would have been once they tell you no. You know, you can stay as if they've already told you no and not try Yeah, all, and now you're already you feeling go, the rejection pre-rejection. Well, you're already re feeling you're, the pain. The thing is you end up rejecting yourself. Whereas yeah, when you go in and you actually, when you actually go and put your stuff down and say, this is me, and they go, no, it's like, okay, that sucks. And then but you can look okay. at it and you can build from there. Yeah. You know, you can you can always ask them, why? Why does it suck? And they can yeah. go, oh, X, Y, and Z. And then you can, oh, fantastic. Like Work on those things yeah. and better yourself. 100%. Or alternatively, you can, like I say, you can you can sit in it, you can stew in it, and you can just kind of like feel like, well, no, that's it's a no. It's going to be a no. So I think it's a no. So he's definitely yeah. going to think it's a no. Or she's definitely going to think it's a no. And I mean, even with no. that rejection, I mean... And imagine how elated you are going to be when you're going there thinking it's going to be a no, it's going to be a no, and they're going to look at your, your drawings, for example, to become an apprentice, and they're going to go, holy fucking shit. Because I think something that you, you've skipped over is the fact that when you... So basically, the way Beth got her apprenticeship is we I had to go and do a little touch-up on my triangles. So I said to her, come with me, bring the portfolio, and we'll go and sit down, and you can kind of... crush his eyes. Ah, yes, okay, I was doing my, uh, some bits on my ribs. That's irrelevant, but point being is that uh, we went in and Beth was going to apply not as a tattoo artist. As a designer. She was going to just do designs, help out, you know, finish up the designs, and then Haley would yeah. then go Maybe on Mainly because, them. again, I, I think I was, um, that felt safer, that felt like it would be less of a rejection because I was asking for less. And then it you would know? also so be less change so in your comfort, break, comfort you know? zone. But the fact of the matter remains is what happened is you you got pushed into doing it. You kind of yeah. I did my interview. I did my interview, yourself. and um, you know, I was again thinking like, okay, cool, to do the designs and la la la. And then Haley started speaking to me about, um, okay, so for the apprentice, like you know, to be an apprentice, like look, you're going to be working with blood and la 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 la. And you know, like I was trying to keep a super straight face, like. Uh-huh, mm -hmm, of course. And on the inside, I was like, like, I swear to God, there was me, like, running laps inside of my brain, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, actually, on the way home, I was, yeah, exactly, like, fuck it, you know? Um, so, yeah, but super straight face, like, yeah, I'm fine, this is totally normal. And then in the car, I bawled my eyes out. Like, it was just, it was like this wave of emotion of, like, holy fucking shit. This is 
the start of something major. It's the start of something major. And, you know, again, this was coming out of a year of me telling myself that I'm fucking worthless, you know? So um, it was this huge diet contrast. And then I think also now the reality then set in at the responsibility of it all and everything, which I had already thought about. Um, but, you know, there that wasn't when I made it. I still have not made it. You're still going to have those... Mo like, it's it's like a fucking, you know, ladder sort of vibe. And, you know, you think that that next step is the hardest thing ever. It's like, oh, well, guess what? There's another one. There's another one. There's another one. You didn't even know... Um, what you didn't know, mm. you know what I mean? You had no idea what you didn't know. You had a teaspoon of ocean. Yeah, and then you get to the next step and you're like, holy crap, I know nothing! But at least now I know what I don't... I know what I need to know so I can learn that. You learn that, then you get to another point of like, holy crap, I didn't even need to, I didn't even know that I needed to know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. literally, I mean, I'm still... I, with art. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but I mean, I just recently like had one of those moments where, you know, I'm, I'm close, I think it's like two days away or whatever, mm -hmm. closing in on my year, year of being at the Painted Lady, mm -hmm. and only last week, Sunday, so like a matter of like three days ago, just for those of you listening, mm -hmm. um, that's when I realized the, uh, like, a certain angle with my hand with piercing changes the whole thing, and it's like, I knew that I had to have my hand going at a certain angle and the clamps hold, held at this certain angle or whatever, but there was just this little, I can't even explain Tweak, it, it's yeah. just like a feeling it's thing. A you have like a light bulb go and, off. Yeah, and but the point is, uh, the thing is irrelevant to what, what I learned, but it's the fact that like, you know, I, I had gotten into this little arrogant state of like, I think I know everything that I need to know with basic piercings. And you never And then do. all of a sudden I clicked and I realized, oh shit, I didn't know anything yeah, about it because yeah. I was just like... And that, you know, even in that moment, if we're talking about choices, right, and choices of how you um, react to certain situations, uh, you can choose when you are confronted by the reality, and this is a reality for, I think, with everyone, that uh, you don't know as much as you think you do. And you can either decide, like, oh, fuck, I don't know anything, and therefore I should just, like, throw in the towel, or, um, I don't know anything, and I thought I knew everything. Well, so now there's a whole fucking world out there. Yeah, well, that's there's it. so much for me to fucking learn. Like, before I started tattooing, yeah. I, I would look at my work and be like, well, why doesn't it look like Perfect. the work? Yeah, like, why doesn't it look like the work that I, that I want it to look like? You know, whether that's digital or painting or, you know, whatever it was. It was like... Uh, that's just that's something like what the fuck is that and it was uh, for the most part the fact that I didn't have high enough contracts and my my blacks weren't black enough and, and every point of my um tattoo I had the same value range you know and so I would have my my darks to my like all five values let's say that I have five values inside of a painting that was in in every single section you know like it, there was reflected light in every single section mm -hmm. which it just shouldn't be you know so um and i had no idea until i did something pretty much completely unrelated in a way 
of you know Haley telling me like just you gotta put in black you gotta put it fucking put in black and then even even with that it's like okay I need to put black but I need to really be um, selective as to where that black is because you can end up with black everywhere and well that's a blackout you know what I mean? you can or you know you can either have black just like sloppily put where it's it's now you're taking away depth instead of adding it you know so yeah you you're constantly having to learn um i find also the best way to keep yourself confident but not arrogant is in the learner position just well, fucking learn i think that's it it's in, it's so important to be stuck in that learning stage because if you're in that learning stage, then you'll see. Yeah, I don't know if stuck is the right word, but not like. Not stuck, but you know. Placed, like, like be, be placing yourself there, yeah. Be purposefully learning. No matter, yeah. if, no matter if you've been doing whatever it is you've been doing for 46 years, always be trying to learn because humans, what what we do is like we, we evolve things. We like yeah. evolve industry. Innovation. We innovate. Innovation. We, that's what we do. We create and we try and make better and we try and make simpler. We try and make longer lasting we try and make all of these yeah. things so there's something for you to learn out there and I, I, like if you if you place yourself purposely in that that learning stage mm. it won't be a thing of like oh shit i don't even know i need to know that it's more of a thing of like you get oh. excited like yes i get to learn more yeah, shit you know and that's important 100%. it's really important to be excited to learn because if you if you stay on top of your game and you stay on top of the game and you stay current in the game no matter what that game is. Yeah, again, if you're an athlete, if you're a businessman or whatever. You're like, gonna you're gonna be at the top of the game if you're innovating or like staying current. Or at least you're you're gonna be in a good you'll be um in a good uh you'll be on top of your game. You'll be on top of your growth. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't say necessarily that you're going to be on top of the game, like the global scape of the game. No, sure. I mean, there's there's other elements to take into consideration. I mean, yeah, you, you can be learning, and you know, there's still going to be someone out there who's yeah. tattooing another yeah, extra ten thousand hours um, a day. Something so. that I think of quite often is like, for instance, Leonardo da Vinci. You know, what a fucking incredible human mm. to have you know, graced the world. Um, and mainly because of the fact that he was, he was really innovating. He was um, learning things about art from science and learning things about science from art. He diversified so hard. Yeah. More like my man, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> you know, like, well, I mean, engineering um, 100%. and luck. He was, he was, you know, making prototypes of things that were only actually viable because the energy level the energy um wasn't good enough you know at that time yeah, well, i mean they his, hadn't figured his out his ideas are super like super uh, his ideas surpassed current his technology. current time they weren't able to create these things because mm. the rest of it wasn't there yet yeah but the reason why i bring up yeah. yeah so um something that he really had in his toolkit was the fact that he was constantly learning and constantly progressing and everything like that and he had that hunger um and then the place that he at least in my mind um that he slipped up on and i mean like it's okay for this to have happened but it's just a learning point as well um, because you can be in this point at any time in your life. Um, the time that he slipped up and, um, you know, kind of fell, as it were, was right before his death. 
Um, it was like the last couple of years before his death. And um, short, like the thing that came out of it was the Mona Lisa. Which is probably the most famous you know, painting you know, painted. <laughs> this is that I said, you know, he was slipping and created yeah, the yeah, Mona Lisa. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, but... Um, slipped into the most famous But painting. But what I mean is he slipped into a deep, deep depression. Mm. If you look at his writings and stuff before he died, he was like... Who am I? What am I? What is my purpose? He spent years on the Mona Lisa making these tiny little adjustments. He traveled with her um, for fucking years. I think it was like over five years. Correcting, correcting, correcting. Yeah. Because he was worried about perfection. And Michelangelo had come up. This young artist that was innovating and everything like that. And, and this is, creating and sculptures. Yeah, there was like lay down his Exactly, exactly. And he um he was struggling with that a lot and um you know it it allowed him he allowed himself to attack himself, himself personally, yeah. you know, and ended up dying in a in a in a, a quite an unhappy way. You know, um, but he could have chosen to be like, whoa, this, and this is hard, you know, like this is a really hard thing to do and you need to, you know, completely take your, almost your identity away and your, your ego away, which is a, it's like, you know, our ego is always telling us that it's protecting us and everything like that. But, um, yeah, he could have been like, holy fucking shit. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And that's so cool, you know? Um, it's so cool that this person, that this like Michelangelo dude is, um, you know, he, he, and he did, he took a lot of Leonardo da Vinci, you know, he did, but then he took it somewhere else yeah. and Leonardo da Vinci could have learned from that, you well, know what I mean? And yeah. so he could have ended his life in excitement, still in the line. This was like, I don't know how old he was when he died. Fucking pretty, you know, his beard was pretty fucking long. <laughs> he was a long beard. It was pretty gray, you know? So I don't know how old he was, but gray beard man. Yeah, yeah. Um, wizardly level Yeah, beard. wizardly level beard. And, you know, so he could have ended in a, a state of, like, just being super overjoyed. That, you know, maybe even, like, it's it's okay for me not to be the best, Well, I mean, you know, you, you know there's also the, the, the thought of, because Michelangelo used him as such a, an inspiration that it like that should have brought him pride and yeah. joy that that someone's looked at his stuff, taken it, and you know he yeah. was, he was the springboard. Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci. No one was doing anatomy like mm -hmm. Leonardo da Vinci was before him. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. I think if he realized how famous he was gonna be later on in his life, let alone how famous he, he was, was in uh, his yeah, life. Yeah, he he had the opportunity of being very well known in his life, mm -hmm. and that actually started out quite. Um, late on in his life actually yeah. he had a lot of um, you know studying years I don't know exactly till how late but I mean I think his first masterpiece was when he was like 40 or 50 or something yeah. like that um, I'll have to look it up I remember but something I, mean, I think something important to, to take into account is that uh, like, like our girl Taylor Swift says haters gonna hate 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 and the fact of the matter comes down to it is that no matter who you are, whether you're Elon Musk, whether you're Picasso, whether you're Picasso, whether you're Mark Strong, whether you're 
Nekotada, whoever, yeah. like the, I'm naming phenomenal names. If yeah. people that you hear there that you like, who that person is, look them look up. Them up because they Especially do great Especially Nekotada. hundred percent, you know. Um, you know, or if you just want hilarity, Chris Showstopper's there as well, just for yeah. fun. No, but also brilliant. Also phenomenal. Work. Also brilliant. But my point like, that I'm coming down to is that he's great. He all has of those a great people, um work like. Um, I don't know his routine or anything like that, but he appears to me as to be someone to have a really good balance. He's got of, a wonderment for life, and he's always, yeah. like, a, if you follow him on Instagram, like, a lot of it is his family and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not actually just his tattoos yeah. and stuff, which for me is great. Because he has it's a good, like, I think he has a good balance. I yeah. think he's um, found a good uh, way to increase the happiness in his life which is you know, so the ultimate. points i'm trying to make is that even these fantastic artists have haters and had haters and things like that so it's important not to join that crowd and hate yeah yourself. don't hate yourself yeah like yeah. be proud of your work um but but also be be no, like be better yeah like, be objective of uh, objective is the right word there yeah um, be objective of your work look at your work from a, a an outsider's perspective which yeah. obviously is hard to do when it's your own work but you've yeah. got to look at it and say you know what, I could have done this better, could have done that better. What, yeah. what is your three three things that you like that you say? Oh, this is also work? from uh, Andrew Tesla. Um, the Australian artist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that you should look at a piece and say, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's like your three what's essentially is like, um, what, what did I do right? Um, what could I do better? And what if? You know, so that could be with everything. It's like, okay, so, and the reason why you want to do it in that order, he says, because you want to, you don't want to be, just be bashing yourself. Yeah. You know, like, what did I actually do right? Like, maybe, maybe this, let's say this is in the worst case scenario where, like, there is very little that you did right. You know, let's say, let's just take it to a painting where it's like, yo, this is like objectively a bad piece maybe the only thing that you did that was right was starting it 100% and that's great it's great to start it maybe the thing that you did right was allow yourself to make those mistakes and be okay with that maybe it's that some that small maybe you just it's just that or maybe what you did was right it's like hey you know like I didn't you know I was going for I was going for realism and I didn't nail that but the composition is really sweet yeah I like these colors a lot or maybe you bombed out on the colors but um you know there's a beautiful face in there or maybe like it actually ended up as like a surrealistic piece or you know something like that maybe there's this and go for the something that you did right first you know maybe you bombed out on a job interview or something but again like the thing that i did right was that i went there that i showed up and i mean that's with that's, whatever i had and i everything. like i like the, the specific use of even just perhaps starting the painting or going to that job interview or yeah. showing up to the if you're a super introvert and you hate dealing with people showing yeah. up to the party or sending out the invite yeah. to oblige your house 100%. or whatever the fact that you simply did that step Allows, Instrumental. It allows you to grow because how will you know what you need to do better when you're doing a painting? How will you know what you need to do better when you're sitting down in yeah. an interview? If you haven't even bothered to take the time to actually do it once, because yeah. if you've done it once and you can see, okay, because then you you see that, what did I do right? I did it. Now, what did I do wrong? Because I didn't get the job 
for example, but they said to me that I need to take out my tunnels or cover my tattoos or whatever the case may be for the, the, the job that you want to be, or even if it's a factor of just... Like, hey, um, you kind of need a... You went for a management role or something like that, but you don't have experience in that. Whatever the then case may be. Then that can be. teach you like, okay, but I do have experience in this, so let me like look at that rather. It, or something it, gives, like you, that. it gives you a spring... Starting yeah, gives you a like springboard from where to grow. It's huge. Starting, starting is like number one, you know, um, we can always, uh, put things off and this is where like procrastination and perfectionism come, like they are best fucking buds. Mm. Holy fuck. They love each other. They love each other, you know? No, you don't and, want to touch an artwork you know, the because amount you're getting of close to finishing yeah, and dude, then it's not I can't exactly remember. where you need it to be. It's like Ryan, fucking Ryan on The Office. That's <laughs> like, oh, that guy. He's like the bane of my existence. Um, not really, but you know. Um, and it, I always have to laugh because he'll often get other people to do work that mm. he's meant to be doing because he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm such a perfectionist that... Um, if I even touch that, I can't even touch it, it you know? <laughs> sort of thing. So it's better that you do it. And that is something that we do all the time. All the time. Like, masterpiece syndrome writer's block, artist block, not going to the job interview, yeah. you know? I'm such a perfectionist, and this is a lie that we can tell ourselves, I'm such a perfectionist that, you know what, let me rather not do this. And this is, you know, we're not maybe even constructing these words, but, you know, that, that writer's block or that fear of starting a new piece or something like that, the reason why there's that fear is because you want this to be perfect because otherwise, again, because we've accidentally attached to our self-worth we're worthless unless this is perfect mm. so i'll rather not even fucking start it or i'll just stare at this thing being like how am i gonna make this perfect you're not gonna make it perfect by staring at it yeah it's not gonna form there's itself. nothing on there yeah you know so just put something on there like that's why oftentimes with um with oil painters and stuff they like to um like let's say you have a white canvas they'll they'll um do like a, a brown wash over the um, the canvas because then that you know it it not only does it take away the uh, like it gives you a mid tone so now you're adding highlight rather than just mid toning everything out to keep the highlight sort of thing but so that helps but it's also staring at a blank canvas, at a blank canvas. <laughs> so it's like just fucking ruin it. Yeah. Fuck it up. Yeah, because you know? like, now you have to paint on it. Yeah, because now it's ugly <laughs> you as shit. You can't take it back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing. Like, just just start. Don't worry about perfect. It's an illusion. It don't exist. That's not there, you know? Mm. Fucking Leonardo da Vinci was trying to be perfect on the fucking Mona Lisa, which is like the arguably the most famous painting in, <laughs> in the, the world, universe, yeah. you know? Like, aliens are looking down like, yellow fucking Mona Lisa, dude. Why is she smiling? Like, what is it all about? She's even looking up at us. Exactly. Is it schizophrenia? Is it Leonardo da Vinci? What the heck is going on with the landscape? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's still being talked about, you know? And yeah. he was worried about it being perfect, so he technically never even released, released it, it yeah. you know? Um, and thank heavens that, like, people didn't give a shit about that, you know? <laughs> so that we were able to see it, and it wasn't just yeah. the people that met him in his uh, last days. He didn't burn it on his deathbed, yeah. That would've been terrible. I can't remember what artist it was. Um, my granddad was actually telling me about him, but uh, I'll have to look this up. 
he he had cataracts for oh, what is this? Oh, I think it might have been like what what's the art, the artist that um came up with cubism with uh, uh Picasso, um French dude. Why am I forgetting his name? Anyways, uh, I think it was him, but anyways, it was an artist with uh, who got cataracts for some period of his life. So he had, you know, um, s temporary blindness, semi-blindness sort mm. of thing. Um, but if I'm not, he he continued painting throughout those yeah, yeah. years. And um, he was selling paintings and everything like that, but then they removed the cataracts and he looked at the paintings that he had made and um, due to the fact that he had that cataract, he, uh, you know, that semi-blindness, um, all of the colouring was in his opinion wrong. Yeah. Because he thought that it was looking at a certain way and it wasn't looking that way. And he destroyed all of the paintings. He destroyed them, right? Mm. This world-renowned painter that I can tell you right now if those paintings were still in existence, they're fucking masterpieces. Yeah, of course, yeah. Whatever the fuck he thinks. Like, whoever that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah. But it's like, you know, even from mistakes, amazing things can be born and stuff. And um, it, don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about that perfectionism. And this is all stuff that I have to tell myself all the time. You know what I mean? Like, um, all the fucking time. I used to only paint for like an hour and a half, like that was my cutoff time, because uh, I would get, not only because I um, would get kind of over it, but mainly because I didn't have the, the discipline to tell myself, it's okay that it's not perfect, mm. you know, like just be okay with the fact that you are mealy, yeah. you know, that you are at the point in your artistic journey, your life journey, your self-growth, your business, or whatever, where, like, shit's not perfect. Yeah, you know, that shit doesn't look super beautiful. Like, put it out there anyway. It's also important to keep in mind that uh, you can't come out of the gates, start sketching, and then start blasting up Mona Lisa-style work. That you're shit don't happen. To, you're going to need to, like we were saying, until he was 40, 50 before he started yeah. pumping out his masterpieces yeah, and stuff. So there's still years to learn. Yeah. So I, I think let's uh, let's kind of close this off on uh, a simple little feature that I want to kind of bring into these chats. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end of uh, the podcast, I just want to run through your daily routine. How do you keep your brain in check? So oh, what would be fun. your your good parenting day? Okay, so um, this is this is the ultimate day that I really try and. Um, Stick to, again, sometimes parents aren't at home. Generally seems <laughs> to happen at weekends. Um, but you try and keep the parent home. Okay, so um, what I've been doing now, like I did try for a little bit to um, wake up at four, like 4.30 in the morning and I found for me that that was like working really well, um, but it, it wasn't something that I was able to be consistent with. And consistency is key otherwise it's meaningless like you know so um 5 30 is when i wake up um wake up brush my teeth i try to brush my teeth with my left hand i'm right-handed um and the theory behind that is that it wakes up your less dominant side of your brain um and at the same time i try to smile when i do it okay yeah um, because there has been uh, studies that show um, that 
you know, the way that our brain and our physicality is uh, connected, that um, your brain can tell your physical side how to act and your physical side can tell your brain how to act. Smiling releases endorphins. So smiling endorphins releases dopamine. endorphins. You're also looking at yourself smiling, which mm. is, you know, a good way to set yourself up for, you know, just being, you know, if you're looking at yourself frowning, there's signals. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I try to smile while I do that. And I'm a little bit, um, I'm, uh, yeah, my left hand ain't so good. So <laughs> I sometimes poke myself in the cheek. But anyways, like, yeah, I brush my teeth with my left hand. Um, I, I go to the, this happens actually before... Yeah, I'm gonna add this in. It's not so. It's not so sexy. But I go to the bathroom and I um, use my Duolingo app, which um, so that's a language app because I'm learning Spanish, and I think that's also really good because now um, you know my brain's going into gear. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's that's um, a cool thing to do. Yeah, I also right don't away. like I don't like wasting time and like toilet time waste. It's like what do you do? You know, <laughs> besides do memes. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I try. I do Duolingo, mm. um, which is an awesome, awesome app. It's a very cool uh, language learning app, and I think that l learning another language is great. Um, it teaches you other cultures. It opens up different parts of your brain. Fucking awesome. So yeah. So in in just my bathroom thing, I try to put a lot of. Like, I guess I could do car phrases, but nah, like, I'll poke myself in the eye with yeah, my left hand, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know, um, already so in the first, like, 10 minutes, I've, I've gotten at least a little bit of language in, I've smiled, and I've opened up the opposite side of my brain, so technically if I'm using my left brain, it's my right, my left hand, it's my right brain that's now being activated for, um, and then I do yoga, I try to do yoga for half an hour, um, like I said previous, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's a time for me to like, okay, now we are getting present. And sometimes I struggle with, with it. Um, I'm quite a dreamer. So oftentimes like dreams and the, what's coming in the next, like for the rest of the day will be in my head, but that's also a great time to be like, okay, you know, focus on the present, focus on your breathing, get, get that your breath and your body to move as one, which is super important because sometimes our body will be going super slow while our breath is going mm. <laughs> suit, like just not good. Um, so yeah, that's also, it, it increases your chances of being able to get into a flow state later on in the day and stuff like that. And now, you know, you're getting that serotonin, you're getting those endorphins and, you know, activity is important. I also have, um, I have uh, like hereditary arthritis, so it's good to, like move my joints and everything like that and it's not too hectic um on my body yeah. so it's just it's good for me um then i journal so like i'll stay on my mat I'll cuddle my kitty have um i'm drinking water as well i'm i'm drinking water sometimes it'll be with ice sometimes it will be without ice but yeah try and get that hydration because like i said i'm really bad at drinking water so at least i know that i've had a glass that day which is great um and yeah journal um in my journal i'll write uh i'll write the date i'm writing it now in spanish because i'm trying to implement as much spanish as possible and then <clears throat> this is something that i learned from uh, one of jimmy quick's videos um to write down what to do i uh, like to do your to-do list essentially like your most important to do's you should write uh, 
he, he suggests writing three, sometimes I'll write three, sometimes I'll write more. Um, but yeah, to do, to be, and to feel. And the and I'll write three, three, three. Um, so with my to-do, I'll write my most important ones, and then sometimes I'll have like a, another list of like all of the nitty-gritties and stuff, but the, you know, it's like non-negotiables, mm. those to-dos. And the to-be's and to-feel's are also meant to be non-negotiables. Like that, I mean, again, whatever. Humans, so you know you can get yeah, sidetracked you can't just and put stuff. Programming in and yeah, but it I find that it really really helps because it sets your intention for not only what you're going to do but how you're going to be, how you're going to act. So mm. um, again, I'm I've started writing this in in Spanish to just try and implement. It, but um, uh, most of the time, I'll write like be grateful. Um, uh, sometimes like, you know, be bewildered, like what we were saying before, like be in that learning mindset, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So like be present, you know, like, so, you know, those sort of things, like what, how do I want to be as a person? Like, let's make that intentional. Let's not make that a mistake, mm. you know, cause most of the time, uh, you can end up like pre me doing this. It's like an accident and you are you are being aggressive, you are being, um, you know, like, a, maybe you're being abrasive, maybe you're being like, you're not dismissive focusing, you're whatever, dismissive, yeah, yeah some, you know, like, something like that, something that, like, I wouldn't necessarily be proud of afterwards, so, and those things can still happen, but this sends your attention, and then to, to feel as well really helps me, like, I'll write, like, you know, um, be relaxed, like I tend to get anxious, so you know I'll and uh, I writing in Spanish. I write uh, tranquila, which mm. I really like because it's like tranquil. Yeah. Just be tranquil. And this may seem like a bit of a opposite thing, but I'll also write to be excited. You know, to be excited to be alive, to be excited about what you're. What are you doing? You know, that's putting some cool art. Yeah, exactly. Like, like to yeah. to be excited. Like you know, to to be a, uh, you know whatever it is to well to feel excited or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's what I'll uh, do. That's my um, morning routine. And then, you know, I'll try and let's say I'm doing, if I'm tattooing something that's going to be quite um, in, intense or something, or something that I feel like I need to do a little bit of a practice on, then maybe I'll do a little painting, maybe I'll do a little sketch. Um, I draw, uh, I also do line practice. So this is oftentimes during my journaling sort of, space I have like a, if you look at my journals like a lot of random, random things um, but yeah I'll, I'll draw lines and this is something that's really good for artists that are starting out because a lot of the times what happens is because you're only starting out your your brain and your hand don't work in the same way yeah so drawing lines up and down up and down up and down up and down circle 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 and it seems so like that but boy is it helpful it, and I mean I'm sure it'll be helpful even if you're a writer or something like that like or whatever like getting your brain and your body to work at the same time is an important thing mm. so let's do that in the beginning of the day because now it's done now mm. get kickstart everything right away from the beginning of yeah, the day, yeah exactly now you're setting yourself up right I have noticed a massive difference between um days that I have done this routine so I really like I like this comes down to, again, the responsibility and accountability. Like, I have the responsibility of doing well during the day, so let me set it up as best as I can. So, yeah. And, and I'll, only after that, then I'll shower and I will 
eat food and I need to make sure that I eat breakfast because yeah, breakfast um, is that's just, yeah, that. it's just like super important. Like, you know, some peeps have different ideas on that, but me, myself, I know I need to eat. I need mm. to get that calorie intake in the beginning of the day. Otherwise there's trouble. So, um, yeah, breakfast. And then like, uh, we're counting like my daily routine. Um, I need to have art in there somewhere. Even if it's my day off, a little sketch, a little something, you know, even if you're just doing those lines and those circles, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a really good thing to do. It really minimizes the risk of uh, writer's block and that whole thing, uh, artist block rather. Um, so yeah, in as far as daily routine, paint, draw, whatever, make mistakes, do do that thing, do that thing that you're you're telling yourself that you're really passionate about. Be passionate about it by doing it. Yeah. You know, keep that flame alive um, and do the work. And then in the evenings, and this seems like a silly thing, but I count it as my routine as far as like discipline and stuff like that. Wash my face. I have to wash my face because that's also a, like that's self care yeah. type of thing, like taking care of myself. Treat and, yourself as important. Yeah. Don't go to bed with the muck of the day. Wash my face and moisturize, you know? Mm. Important, seems silly, but for me it's integral. And then, um, and this is something I've only just started implementing, but I'm finding works really well, is to do my to-do list. So this is the list that I'll take those three most important ones and put it into my to-do for the next day. But I write my to-do list of all of the nitty gritties. Um, so this list will be like, you know, 12, however long, yeah. like a full kind of, page in my journal of um, what I need to do and then at least if you've written it down it's out of your mind you're not um, I feel like if and I don't struggle with insomnia anymore but um, I imagine that when if I when I had insomnia that this would actually help me quite a bit because it's also it's helping being helping me go to sleep because I'm not thinking about what I'm needing to do. And it's like trying to keep it locked in the front of your yeah, mind so like, when you wake up tomorrow morning so you're like, you know what you need to I do. I can't forget to do this and yeah. I can't forget to do that and this and that a lot. I won't forget. I've written it all down. Now I can just worry about being in dreamscape, you know? Mm. Um, some people reckon that you should actually write down like your dreams and stuff like that. I, I don't do that, but um, it's an interesting premise. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it'll probably also help you to not have any bad dreams about the shit that you need to do. Yeah. Because it's all on the paper. Throw that up, you know, even make that a conscious thing. Like, that's what I've been trying to do as well. Not just write it down and then stare at my book and think about all oh, those things that are trapped in there that I need to do tomorrow. It's there. It's done. And we'll get you to can't, it tomorrow. It comes down to being present again. You can't sort, are you going to sort it out now? Are you going to? No? Okay. Then, then don't worry yeah. about it. Because you're not helping it. You're, you're, you're actually going to po possibly make it worse because now you're tiring yourself out. You're burning the candle at mm. two ends and stuff. So just, just put it out there. And, you know, this again comes from, you know, my personal experience. And it, some things are easy, some things are hard for other people. But, um, yeah, I find that it really helps. So, yeah, that daily, daily routine. Where can people find you? Um, Instagram mainly, technically Facebook, but um, I'm a little bit worse with that. That's actually just my Instagram 
thrown up onto Facebook. So yeah, my my Instagram is Elizabeth underscore Montes with an S underscore art. So it's at Elizabeth underscore Montes underscore art. And um, you can DM me on there. I've, I've gotten better with my DMs and stuff like that and I actually don't mind it. Um, so yeah, you can DM me on there. You can see my um, mainly tattoos, but you'll see art and stuff. I'm trying to put more art up and um, sell more art. So you can actually DM me about um, art that you're wanting to buy and everything like that. Commissions and things. Yeah, this this is a painting by me. Um, and But yeah, what I really like to be able to do as far as like, tattoo related things and stuff. I prefer emails. Um, my email address is elizabeth.m.tattoo at gmail.com. But you can also find that on my Instagram. So my Instagram is kind of like my hub. Um, some cool things are coming out recently, uh, coming soon. Um, I'm setting up like an online store and stuff like that to sell my art from. So you can see all, you'll see all of that once I release it. Um, which I'm still working on like the website nitty gritties and stuff like that before I release it. But yeah, you'll see all of the news on that, um, on Instagram, pretty much just Instagram. I like to keep it simple. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me, my love. Thank you. It's my pleasure. It's been an honor. <laughs>